<laughs> I was old enough. I didn't know what I was waiting for, but I was like, ah, it'll come. Yeah. So when I got a call from one of my team members that, yo, we've been working on this for a week. I think Ed Sheeran is going to open your song. I'm like, okay, like check your DMs. And I checked my DMs. He had sent me a couple of messages, told wow. me how much he loved the song, um, sent me a snippet of his verse. I heard his verse. I was like, this one's got to make the remix. Ed Sheeran sliding <laughs> in your DMs. How come that just doesn't happen to me? You know what I'm saying? Tap in. Tap in with TT Torres. Fireboy DML came on my radar through one of the DJs here on Hot 97. His name is Mike Medium, and he is huge in the African culture, Afrobeats culture. And he um, emailed me the song Peru. The first time I heard that song, I knew it was a hit record. It's just something about a record when you hear it that you know it's an automatic hit. The structure of it, the beat, how it makes you feel, how you connect to the record. And I didn't even know this kid. You know, I've never met him, never sat down with him, but I knew he had to be someone for me to have a conversation with because I thoroughly enjoyed Peru. I thoroughly enjoyed how he created music, how he approached music. And I wanted to speak to him about it. So in our interview, we talked about like Afro beats. We talked about international music by African music. We talked about how the music has transcended so much into the U.S. market. And what does that mean for artists coming out of Africa? Afro beats came on my radar a few years ago. Burna Boy, Wizkid and Thames and so many amazing artists. You know, we're making music with American artists and the sound, the culture, just being in New York, you were around that culture because New York is the melting pot of having so many cultures intertwined with each other. And when I would go out to like Brooklyn and all these different places that had a huge um, African population, I would hear the sound coming out from those boroughs so that's kind of when I got introduced to really the sound and understanding it and then I fell in love with it because it's a vibe like smoke your J you know chill out vibe to the joints no pun intended but you it's just you feel it culturally you, you feel the rhythm you know what I'm saying you it's a vibration in your body and whatever I would go on vacation on an island somewhere I put my afro beats playlist on and I would just zen out and just connect with the waters it's something about the music that connected with my soul and that's why I really fell in love with afro beats because the soul of the music is what I love most about it Shout out to everybody listening in Ghana, Nigeria, and, the, and everybody in the continent of Africa. Listen, man, we talked about so many beautiful things. Yeah, you guys got to check it out. Tap, tap, tap in with T.T. Torres. Number one for hip hop is TT Torres, but with Bobby Trends and our special guest, Fireboy DML is in the building. How are you? Good. Welcome Good. to High 97. 
Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So I have to ask your name. I saw somewhere online that DML stands. It's like a um, it stands for your like your government name. Is that correct? Or <laughs> yeah, that's my first name, Damola. It's Damola. an acronym of my first name. Wow, yeah. I love it. And Fireboy is kind of how'd you come up with that? Yeah, it was a uh, something a friend called me one time. He just had a nice ring to it. So I was like, you know what? Let me just add it to, to DML because DML alone was just kind of weird. You know, I googled it one time and then. What came up wasn't nice. It was like uh, some computer terminology. It was like data manipulation <laughs> language or something. I like, nah, I don't want this for myself. <laughs> you know, so I added Fireboy to it, you know, to give it a nice ring. Yeah, I love it. Well, you have a big record here in the United States. How how has that been for you? Uh, I feel proud. You know, um, elated. I'm I'm overjoyed. It, it it means a lot for Afrobeats, you know, and you know having my song doing this for Afrobeats is a bit of pride. Yeah. Now, tell me about just your background in general and how you grew up, because I feel like um, I'm just getting to know you, and I want to know more about you as a person. Um, well, I, I grew up in a very sleepy town uh, mm-hmm. in Nigeria. Uh, it's called Abekuta, Ogun State. Uh-huh. Uh, I wasn't much of an outdoors kid. I was you know, mostly in my room, writing dark poems, writing imaginary love letters to imaginary girls. Oh, so you're like a lover boy. Not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, the, the teenage years were like, kind of like weird. I was just like, I spent most of my time alone. So listening to music, um, solitude kind of gave me like a reason to to find my gift, you yeah. know, and then you know, I realized I could sing. Uh, I realized I was good with words uh, and it kind of boosted my confidence you know, mm-hmm. moving forward in life. So, um, uh, it was when I went to to uni that I started living life as a man. As a matter wow. of fact, you know, I started meeting people, connecting, um, and that was when you know music found me. Yeah, you know, I was running with the with the cool kids in in uni, and then they took me to the studio one day, and I made my first song. Yeah, and I got back to my dorm room, listened to it, and I knew I'd found purpose <laughs> when I heard the song. What was your major in college? Was it uh, music? I studied English. English. Okay. Because I have a friend who's very close to me, and he, he's Nigerian as well. And he, he always tells me that his family is very much into education. Like, very much, like, you know, focus on your education and very disciplined in that in that space. Were, was your family okay with you doing music? Yeah, uh, to be honest, yeah, your friend is right. Uh, it's pretty much like that in most African homes. You know? um, I think for some reason, our parents just have that mentality that you have to go to school. And, you know, find a job, you know, the regular stuff, you know, yeah. to have, uh, I think it gives them a sense of stability to know that, you know, the, the kid has some sense of stability, you know, it gives them an assurance that, okay, this boy is not going to be like just on the streets doing yes. random stuff. But, you know, they're getting with the times. And it was like that with my parents too. My mom is a softie. So you know, I, immediately <laughs> I told her what I wanted to do. She, 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 she got with the program, but my dad was a tough nut to crack, you know. <laughs> But then uh, music music gave me the audacity to, you know, tell my dad what I wanted to do with my life. Mm. You know, I told him, you know what? I want to move to Lagos, Nigeria and pursue my dreams. You know, wow. and it was like, uh, fine, no problem. I'm still disappointed in you, but, you know, go ahead, go ahead <laughs> do your thing. You know, and then, but, you know, uh, a couple of years later, he, he, he realized that I knew what I was doing. And, you know, started uh, supporting me. Yeah. So how is it now? Okay, so you have this big record. You have one of the biggest pop stars on the record, Ed Sheeran. Obviously, your family must be proud, but do they really understand the magnitude of what it's doing here in the States? Uh, well, they're not really internet savvy, but so, <laughs> so 
they might not really understand the magnitude, but the, the note is it's it's a big deal because they call me like um they said you have a big pop sound in song. <laughs> That is very nice. I'm proud of you. you know, like, <laughs> but yeah, they, they know it's, it's it's huge, but maybe they might not know the magnitude. But from the response of of, uh, of my friends, of my colleagues, the industry, the industry you know, they, as they a whole, tell, yeah, they yeah. Tell that it's, it's a big deal. You know, they're really glad. Like you look at what um, Wizkid has done with Essence and how that has been a breakthrough record for. Uh, an African artist to be on the Billboard charts the way he has has never been done before, and um, you know they say breaking into um, American culture and the music is harder, you know, to break into as someone who's um, from a different country. But African music has always influenced American artists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just. It's, but you, you're starting to see a tie turn and you're starting to see a lot more of American artists now wanting to work with African artists to get that sauce and that pizzazz in their music. Have you have you witnessed a lot of that? Oh, yes. Um, right now, more than ever, you know, African music is getting more exposure. I think for some reason, they've always known, you know, it just needed that little push, you know, and that's what uh, we we have been doing for the past three, four years, you know, uh, collectively as, as as a group of, Afrobeat artists, you know, trying to push the culture, push the sound. It might seem like some individual, you know, um, achievements, but they're actually selfless. It's a selfless course, you know, to 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 push the sound of your culture, like to the world. And that's what we are all doing as a generation, especially this generation of artists. This yeah. new generation of mine. Yeah. We are building up on the momentum that you know the the OGs, you know, have have, have laid down. Who would you consider the OGs that that kind of paved the way? Uh, well, right now, thinking right now, you know, uh, Wizkid, Wizkid, right? Day, David O'Brunner boy, uh, you know, I can't mention the name. Still a savage. Everybody, all the OGs, yeah. right before us, the generation right before us, right? You know, they they've done a really good job, uh, making it easy, you know, for for us to take this path to global recognition. Yeah. And I, the music is just a vibe, man. It's just like, yo, whenever I'm out in my own space, I just throw on the Afrobeat playlist on Spotify and I just get into that that zone, that vibe. How is it creating the music for you? Uh, well, Afrobeats is um, generally, from a, from, from a standpoint, it's like happy music. It's feel-good music. You know, vibes rhythm percussions you, mm-hmm. you know you can move your body uh but what makes this you know give gives we give we give it a tweak you know in this generation we add more lyricism into it more intentionality into it you know uh diction the way we the melodies it's it's, it's it has this international global appeal to it you know and, and that's what we do as a generation when we're making afrobeat music we are not just making afrobeat music we're making music bought by african artists like Afro life music. Well, that's what I call my music. Yeah, it's not, it's yeah. Not a genre. Like I, I don't. I'm not calling it a genre. I'm just saying it's an identity for my music because my music is dif- is different. I can't just say okay, uh, I do Afro beats. No, that's a lie. I do Afro beats. Well, yeah, but it's more like I just make music. But I'm an African artist, so whatever kind of music I make, you will know. You must know that I'm an African. So that's like very important to me, and that's that's why I call it Afro life. Yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted to kind of 
talk to you about today to, to distinguish exactly what that means for those who don't know, who may just put you in a box and say, oh, okay, he's an Afrobeats artist, you know, who may not really understand the culture or, where, or the well, background. Uh, for me, it's not about the sound. It's about my roots, my culture, where I, where I come from. So even if I'm making an R&B song, you know, the, 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 the lingua, you know, like, you know, okay, this is not the typical R&B pop star I'm listening to. This is someone from somewhere i but i i love the song but it's, it's i want to know where it's from you know that's yeah. that's that's the idea you know to want to make people want to know where you're from and have a look at the mm-hmm. culture and appreciate it so yeah. that's what i'm doing so uh for me it's it's about uh, my lyrics we call it lamba where i'm mm-hmm. from lamba it means catchy phrases uh-huh. you know, that just get your attention you know those kind of things so even when i'm making r&b i'm doing reggae or i'm doing regular american pop you will hear my lamba and you know you know it's an African. Yeah. Is there any other genre of music that you're um that you're like you're experiencing or experimenting with outside of what you're currently doing? Um right now the one that is um really getting the you know, everyone moving right now is I'm a piano. But I I don't really want to get into it yet. I'm still taking my time because I understand that it's it's not just Nigerian music, it's it's a culture too. It's more like Afrobeats. Mm-hmm. I have to you know, know about it. I have to respect it enough to want to know, you know, the, the, the deeply rooted, you know, cultures behind it before getting into it. But I'm, I'm intrigued. Okay. I, I want to get into it sometime. What else are you intrigued in? Uh, honestly, there are no, there are no certain, like, I, <laughs> like, I just love music. When music is good, mm, yeah. Uh, but most times when I'm performing my music, I like to infuse, you know, different genres in the music. Yeah. So I don't want I don't want to give you the same thing that you've been listening to from your AirPods or something. I want to give you a different feel. So sometimes I infuse jazz, um, R and B into my Afrobeats or you know yeah. a different approach. Yeah, I heard that you um love Celine Dion and Elton John. Those are some big yeah, names. Yeah, my, my dad put me on you know to those people when I was really young. So but I I, I latched on to um Elton John myself. Mm. Um, I think Sacrifice is the most profound song I've ever heard. You know, and um, it, it it was such a thing of pride to hear him talk about me, mention my name. That was a big moment for me. Wow. Have you guys um, linked up like in person or? Oh, not yet, but soon. Yeah. <laughs> but I've made a chair and obviously. So, yeah. yeah. And Sharon can make that happen, I feel like. Yeah, of course. That's my bro right there. Like, we'll get into that. Yeah. You got Ed Sharon, make the call. <laughs> get him and Elton John together in the studio and do a hit Straight record up. together. Straight up. Yeah, we'll get to that. So tell me, how did the relationship come about with you and Ed Sharon? First of all, Aaron Sharon is a really big fan of um, black music, I should say. He loves R&B. He loves our culture. And he he's, he has said this in many interviews before that he is a big fan of, yeah, yeah, of so black music. Yeah, he's a big fan of the, of, of the culture. You know, uh, this is not his first time he's, you know, up in an Afrobeat song. He's, yeah. he's done that a couple of times. You know, this one is just really special because it's like out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and music brought us together. Like um, after the the original dropped, it was making waves. We were already getting that global recognition, and you know, I was getting a lot of offers from labels and artists that wanted to get on it for a remix. But I'm like, mm, nah. I was old <laughs> enough. I didn't know what I was waiting for, but I was like, ah, it'll come. Yeah. So when I got a call from one of my team members that, yo, we've been working on this for a week. I think Ed Sheeran is gonna open your song. I'm like, okay. Like check your DMs, and I check my DMs. He had sent me a couple of messages, oh, told wow. me how much he loved the song, um, sent me a snippet of his verse. I heard his verse. I was like, yeah, 
This one's got to make the remix. Ed Sheeran sliding <laughs> in your DMs. How come that just doesn't happen to me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's pop music. That's pop music. He, he really loves the song. You know, yeah. you can tell from the way he promotes it, the way he talks about it. And um, a few days later, we'll be linked up in New York to shoot the video and, you know, plan the release and you know, release the song and we're here. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think your song Jealous would have gotten as big as it did? At the time I released it, yes, I knew I made a great song. I think Jealous is one of those songs that I just knew that, yes, uh, this is a beautiful song. This is a song. You know, mm-hmm. it's not every time an artist makes a song and has that conviction. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you just like, mm, I don't know how it's going to be like, but Jealous, I was kind of sure that, you know, it was going to be an amazing song, but I didn't know it was going to be a breakout single. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to break me out, but I knew people would listen to it and they would love it. Yeah. Now that you've been here in america i should say what is some of your favorite places outside you can't say new york outside of new york like what is some of your favorite well, places my favorite city. <laughs> uh, yes like i love times square uh I've, i haven't really been able to you know really go out that much because to be honest i'm a homebody i love my space you like being home so even if i'm in a different city i like to enjoy the energy of the city from the inside of my house yeah i don't know but it's, it's weird but i kind of like yeah. Like I, I enjoy it that way but I'm looking to you know go out more yeah. now that I'm on tour you know I'll get to see more places what other cities have you been to thus far um, I was in Rhode Island last uh, last night um, I've been to San Francisco of course that's where I recorded Peru um, yeah. Miami uh, Texas I've, I've, I've been to most African countries yeah know, yeah. but of course none of those are better than New York and why to be done baby <laughs> So tell me what the process was like for you when you recorded your um, debut album, Laughter, Tears, and Goosebumps. What what was that like for you? Well, it was pretty much like, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was planned. It wasn't like I just sat down like, ah, I want to make a classic debut album. No, I just, like, I was just in 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 an apartment with a couple of producers in my lover boy, young boy element, just making pure music, like from the heart. I like, I was new to the industry. See, I was right. You are a lover boy at heart. I was. <laughs> what changed you from being a lover boy? Uh, These girls. Fame, money, growth, life. It happens along the way. You yeah. Know, you, know, you meet people and you change. And now you're, uh, so I'm hearing you're a one woman man. Where did you hear that from? <laughs> <laughs> to not believe these people. <laughs> Nah, it's hard for especially African men. Man, they don't be settling for one no, no, woman. You about us. No, it's not like that. That's a stereotype. That's a stereotype. Yeah, we love a woman. Mm-hmm. We love them with all our hearts. Okay. When we find them. When you find them. So you just haven't found a special lady yet. Yeah, nah. Okay. Single. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so back to being a lover boy at the time and recording yeah. the album. Yeah, Let's get yeah, back yeah. to Mister Lover Boy. I was, I was, you know, uh, this dreamy-eyed, wide-eyed. I was really fascinated by everything I was, you know, seeing in the industry. I was um, a bit more vulnerable at the time, so I kind of like, but I, I still held, I, I held off on my emotions quite a bit. Mm. You know, but I, 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 I rectified on that in my second album, following up. Mm. What would you say is the better album for you thus far which one do you personally like the most uh the second one because mm-hmm. that was more introspective like i was i expressed myself more that one showed who i really was at the time most of the love songs i wrote in the first album were stories of other people mm-hmm. not mine mm-hmm. they were true 
but they were not my stories. Mm. But Apollo was very personal and introspective. So like it's always that go-to album for me. Yeah. When I want to listen to it, my catalog, like that's the first album I click on. Yeah. So where do you want to go next in terms of how do you um want to approach your next album? So you went through the Lover Boy phase, then you had a different um perspective on life once you made it and the money came and so you you went to that that particular album and you had growth. Where do you see it going next? Or you're just in the moment I'm already of creating? in the moment now. Like I'm already in that element. Man. My third album was literally almost done. It will wow. be out before before summer. And right now, the headspace. I mean, you can hear from Peru. Like Peru is the most. It was like an afterthought. Like I I just recorded the song. I was tipsy. I was yeah. my element. It was, it was my first time in the United States. So I was like, just like you know what, take me. <laughs> I was taking all in. I was like, nah, no holding back, no holding off, no closed off vibes. Just experience everything as it comes. And that's the mood I'm in right now. Like, I don't want to, like, overthink. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm naturally overthinking songwriter, a musician. When I when I make a song, I take, like, months to listen before even sending yeah. it to the team. But that makes to... me happy that you're living in the moment. Oh, yes. There's uh, it's, so it's, many it's, artists it's who accomplish all of this success and they're, they're able to make it and break boundaries that they never thought they would. But then it becomes work, work, work that they don't take a moment to just say, wow, let me just live and experience what's happening to me. Yeah, that was me two years ago. Like I was like, I was always overthinking and trying to protect the, the space I was in. I don't want, I don't want to lose this fame. I don't want to lose my fans. I don't want to, you know, like, you know, yeah. but Peru was like, it was like a teaser, you know, to give the fans while I was working on the album, I didn't expect it to be this big. Yeah. And the, the song has, you know, taught me a lesson. Like sometimes don't overthink anything. Just yeah. leave in the moment. Let the music take you wherever it wants to take you. Yeah. And that's what my thought album is about. Yeah. Open up yourself to the world, to life. Yeah. Sometimes just don't overthink it. Just like open up yourself. Let's see where life takes you. Yeah. It can't be I mean it can't be that bad. It's just a canvas <laughs> and paint it how you want to paint it. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Is there any artist in particular though that you wanna get in a studio with that maybe you haven't um get to experience with as yeah, of yeah, yet? Definitely. Right now it's post Malone. Oh okay. I, I love his vulnerability despite the kind of music he makes. You know, okay. the kind of genre it makes. Uh for for someone who does such a genre is so vulnerable. And I think those are the best artists, you know, because they they reflect the, the thoughts of most people. Mm-hmm. Human beings are vulnerable beings. Like, yeah, we just don't like to show it. Yeah, you know, but he shows it in his music, and I do too. So I feel, I feel, I feel like we'll connect. Okay, Post Malone, if you're watching, I got a song for you in my album. Hit okay, hit him up, <laughs> slide in the DMs because if Ed Sheeran can do it, you yeah, can do it too, Post Malone. You know, straight up. <laughs> Let's talk about your fashion. Um, you, you're fashionable today. Were you always into fashion? Yes. Well, to be honest, what really brought me into fashion was the desire to be different. Like, mm. I want to step into the room and look like not a normal person. Mm. You know, so that that kind of drove me into fashion. Like, you know what? You got to wear stuff that normal people don't sometimes. So, so, so most of the time I dress based on my mood. Mm. I realized that. How you, you feeling be, today in an all black? I'm feeling like I don't want to be stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing slides. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want any stress in this life. It's too cold. I don't want to like, like that's the mood I'm in. And uh, so yeah, I, I realized that if you if you dress based on your mood, you tend to be very fashionable. Even if you're wearing the most basic stuff, people yeah. just see you and be like, mm, I'm okay. not supposed to be wearing this, but it's cool. You know that kind of stuff. That's the kind of reaction I want 
yeah. when I step in the room, I step in the place. Yeah. Um, okay, so you have a show in New York tonight, right? Yes, I'm playing at the Irving Plaza. Irving Plaza is an iconic place. What do you what what type of fan would you say? Um what how would you categorize your fans? Oh, well, the ones I know, the female fans. <laughs> <laughs> they are Easy. <laughs> I think they 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 are drawn to the vulnerabilities that my music brings. Mm-hmm. And that that makes you know the love very special. They just see me as oh he understands me, you know that kind of thing. I think that's that's I, I try to put my shoes and I think that's what they think. I think that they're right. Yeah, I want to. I want so bad. My dream one day is for us to have a summer jam Africa, like. You know, Summer Jam, I don't know if you know, is like one of our biggest concerts in the United States, period, hip-hop festivals. And um, I I want to do it in Africa so bad and just have all the amazing talent. And that's my dream one day. And I've never... We have festivals like that. I know, right? Yeah. But to and take our brand and bring it there is like yeah that's that's what we're doing that's we almost there it's, it's, it's a step-by-step process the first thing is to take the sound yeah you know the, the sound first then the culture and then everything else just follows up so i yeah. think in the next couple of years we, we just might be having what you're talking about yeah just a matter of time how open is i've never been to africa before and i've always wanted to go and experience just the culture for someone like myself who's never been to your country what what would you what would you say to me? Like what would you say that my experience would be? I have no words. You have to experience it yourself. But I think uh, via the sound, we are doing that. Like we are bringing it to you with the sound. But it's nothing like you going there to experience it yourself. You know, um, Africa is always like it's always hyped up. We all always hyped up. We're always trying to like energy is always like. It's crazy. It's like New York every day. New York on steroids. <laughs> so like, I know you, you you recently spoke about coming to the United States for the first time. What was your perception of the United States before you actually got here? Um. Well, apart from what I watch in the movies, <laughs> 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 I, I I didn't I didn't I didn't think I was ready for what I was uh, what I met. You know, I, I whatever I had in my head, I kind of like. <laughs> I kind of like throw everything away. Like, you know what? Just go there with, a, with an open mind. I told myself in the plane, like, you're going to get here with an open mind. Like, your baby, you know, yeah. getting somewhere for the first time. Like, you know, so I came here as a fresh, different human being. So, like, whatever thoughts I might have out of this place. Yeah. Due to the people I know and the movies I've watched and the books yeah. I've read. I just, like, mentally threw them away. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I experienced the United States the way I wanted, you know, like a fresh human being. And that's how Peru came about. Yeah. And tell me, what was that for you? Like, where did you go first? Where did you eat at? What did you try? What- it was refreshing. I, I think we landed in New York first. And yeah, that one kind of like set the tone. New York. Yeah, it set the tone. <laughs> set the tone. Because the energy is always crazy. New York reminds me of Lagos. Every It's a city of dreamers. Like, everyone is real. Everyone is hustling. And everyone there's so many like, cultures. Yeah, exactly. People from, people. yeah, people from all over. You can get this by, just by watching the street. Like, that's how Lagos is. So, like, that kind of pretty much set the tone for me. So, like, from there, we went to Miami, uh, went to this amazing club. It was, it was beautiful. I saw beautiful women. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to San Francisco to make music and to link with the team. And that's where everything all came together. And yeah. It just made sense to me. Yeah. And that's what gave birth to that amazing song. Yeah. So, 
through my eyes, through your eyes, tell me what type of experience you think I would have if I finally got on that plane to Africa. Well, at first you might be overwhelmed. You will be overwhelmed. Like there's always so much going on yeah. at a time. Like it might be it might be difficult to process, you know, at first, but you get used to it. <laughs> can you be my official tour guide? Can I call you up and be like, "Hey, when are you back home? Can you? <laughs> well, can to you?" Be, to be honest, I don't really go out. Like I said, I'm a homebody. I know you but are a homebody. I got you. I got you. I'll try. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because I feel like we're friends now. We're connecting. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I'll take I you to you. some spots here to get you that good food and roscoponios <laughs> and. All that stuff, you know what I'm saying? I let me confess, I'm very conventional when it comes to food. Really? I love I've tried. I've tried to like get into the food. Yeah, and I I like some, you know, but African food is just, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> everywhere I go, like, do they have Nigerian food in this place? Like I've always asked it. But, but yeah, the, the great it, thing it's about what me, I said about opening up. I'm it, trying to open up myself to more. But, but I don't like seafood. That oh my god, I love seafood. Who doesn't like seafood? My shrimp, because I, I, I all I eat left alone in the sea. I oh no, I've seen those things. I don't, I don't, but see, I don't eat meat, so yeah, I don't eat like chicken oh, yeah. and like no, I only eat seafood. Well, you're gonna be eating a lot of meat when you get to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> but the great thing about New York, though, there's so many African restaurants here that you can. I don't know if it's as authentic as Africa. Uh, you know, close. it's Americanized. It's close, it's close. I mean, that's why I told you that New York is my favorite city because I know that I will get quality Nigerian food here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for stopping by today. You have been amazing. Thank um, you so much. The show is at Irving Plaza tonight. Everybody, make sure you check it out. Shut up. And um, you said the new album is going to come out in the summertime. Before. Before the summertime. But right now, everybody can stream everything that you have out right now. Yes. So make sure you guys hit up his social media page. F-I-R-E-B-O-Y-D-M-L, Fireboy DML, no space, Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Fletbuck on Twitter. Okay. All right, guys. Make sure you check them out. And thank you so much for stopping by. <laughs> Is that your mom over there? That's my manager. Oh, your manager. I thought you was his mom. You know why? Because every time he said the girl, you're like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> she do be like that sometimes. <laughs> but you, sometimes you got to be his mom on the road, right? Oh, yeah. 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 That's right. Crack down on him. Exactly. Well, listen, thank you so much for stopping by. You always have a home here at Hot 97. So thank, thank you. you so much for having me. All right. Thank you, Aspire Boy, DML, everybody. Hey, thank you so much for tapping in with me. It's TT Torad, and this is Tap In with TT. Make sure you subscribe. Will you do that, please? Thank you. Shout out to everybody listening in Ghana, Nigeria, and, the, and everybody in the continent of Africa. Thank you.